Waterloo Community Theatre presents The Realist. Welcome to The Realist, a radio show by young people for those eager to get a taste of their world, their ideas and overall awesomeness. It's 6pm on Friday, the 9th of April 2021, 30th of April, sorry, and on the show today we have myself, Hamida, Betty, Mark, Mo, Anna, Rachel, Maury, Rahel, Kali, Tiza, Selena and Shay. In today's episode, we have a special edition of The Big Conversation. Welcome back long-time members of Waterloo Community Theatre, Kali and Rahel, who will for the first time be joining the conversation on the podcast. And we will end today's episode with Rachel's Reflections. We are live, and if you want to get involved, you can join in the conversation and tell us what you think by using the hashtag, hashtag TheRealistWCT, on Twitter and Instagram. The Realist. What is a good Samaritan? In light of recent events, today on The Realist, we'll be discussing moral obligations or lack thereof. So hi guys, as we've learned in English common law, there is no general duty to come to the rescue of another. Generally, a person cannot be held liable for doing nothing while another person is in peril. What do we think about this? Should there be a legal law for this or is our morality simply enough? So what do we think? So only a moral obligation, should there be a law for this? I personally don't think there should be a moral obligation to help other people due to the fact that we all have our own lives to take care of and we can't, we, we can't spend every single day worrying about other people. But obviously the good stuff like charities and stuff, like those are good ways to help other people. But it doesn't mean that we see someone struggling. Um, it doesn't mean like we see someone going, going through some danger. That means we have to risk our lives or our well-beings to go. If it's like a petty thing, like a homeless person asking for money, then that's okay. But if it's like a big major thing that can threaten your life, I don't think it'd be wise to put your your life in danger. Because at the end of the day, if it goes wrong, you'll be look you'll be seen as a fool by many. Can I ask a question about that to you, Maury? Um, what about if it was someone for you? What about if it was your life that was at risk, and uh, there were people who were able or in the vicinity to help you? but did not feel that same moral obligation? Well, if it's a random person, then that is not... I I can't argue with that because that's their choice. I can't ask a random person to go, but it's for, like, the police or the military to come and help assist me in my need due to the fact that that's their job to assist the people. It's not our job to assist the people. It's just our job to be to be moral citizen. And people think moral citizen means like go out of your way to go help other people. Even the smallest stuff can be a bit moral. It doesn't mean you have to do a great gesture to see your moral your for um, yourself as a moral figure. So. Maury, what does moral obligation mean to you? For me, moral obligation, moral obligation. Okay, for me, it's just. Is your ability to know what right and wrong is. Like, like, I think what you're obliged, like, to act, to act if you know something's, something's good. But it, um, but, okay. If you look at it in this sense, um, on a religion, religious standing point in the Quran, it says do not commit suicide. So say, um, I, I, I see, uh, like an, a stab, a stabbing or something like that and I, or a fight going on and I go there to try to stop the stabbing or fight. 
and I end up dying. That is similar as me just committing suicide by the eyes of God because I've almost. So that what I think. So I think moral obligation is like be moral, yes, but don't risk your life for someone you don't know. See, I personally think that it's 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 what a basic like person would do. It's not that you need to think about them every single day, but it's like if it's something that you don't have to like if you're walking across the street and someone needs help, surely you'd help someone. Like it's basic like human because if you were in the same situation for me anyway I would want a lot of like I would want help I would want to be supported because there aren't always like people like in a higher power so for example police there to help you so it's like if you're if you have an issue there then of course you'll need to help other people if that's what you want done to you I don't think I disagree with that and this is a question for everyone else um if it's kind of within our kind of duty or at least within the the moral order of our society. And Mori, I know you slightly disagree with this and that's fair. Um, should we get training? Like, is it fair of a society to ask of its people to put themselves at risk for the, in an altruistic way without being able to? Like, should it be part of... Our, our education to learn how to do life-saving stuff. I understand what Maury's saying and what Rachel's saying as well, because I would, ne- if I'm in danger myself, I would never force someone to come and help me if I know that there, there's a potential, like there's a possibility of them putting their life in danger as well. I would never like ask someone to do that. But at the same time, people, I th- I feel like there should be training like involved, whether it's like simple first aid training, like how to do CPR or like the Heimlich remo- maneuver or something like that. Just like, even though you're not looking for danger everywhere you go, if there's a possibility that you might come across it, it's always good to have that knowledge and that experience or that kind of awareness of what's going on around you to be able to do something or help someone without having to risk your life, but also to the, for there to be a positive outcome definitely so the flip side to that is should there be judgment on people who don't do it i feel like there shouldn't because um i don't know i don't feel like it should be a law like the people who do want to risk their lives for others they can do that but i don't think that there should be a consequence for the people who decide not to um slightly adding to that um what you've just said i i agree with you because um part and parcel of that is why should you be punished for something that I, you're not trained to do? I, for example, if somebody decides to commit suicide and jump in the River Thames, if you can't swim, then what's going to happen to you? Naturally, you've just committed suicide also. But you shouldn't be punished for um, not helping, I don't believe, because that takes away also your human rights then and, and what you want to do with your life. Rachel? Yeah, um, so I do understand, like... I agree with most of these points that it's very difficult because it's like there are many uned- uneducated people who don't really know how to like help people if they see someone in the street and they might do something dangerous instead um, of helping the actual situation. That's why I feel like it should be in an education system instead of like like having to like put it on them, but like even on themselves to help themselves. So coming at this from like in a justice system way, do you think that it's 
like a building block, as in if we want people to understand that we should have a moral obligation to help people, we should start off with teaching people how to help people. And then when people are like looking out for other people, going in to help them, then there's really not much of a chance that they will hurt themselves because mm. they know what they're doing. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with that because... Um, like many people, you don't know what you you don't know what you're doing. So you don't know what you're doing to how to help or how to provide aid to that situation. So by going to that situation, you could cause an even worse situation. But with knowledge, I think those with knowledge, knowledge have the has the power to like to change the world. So just by like teaching people knowledge in ways of aid. It should be and should be decent, and now you have now they have the choice if they want to help or if they don't want to help. Rahul, you had something to say. Oh yeah, I was going to basically say that even with the training, just coming at uh, from a different angle, even if you give people the knowledge and give people the experience that they need to be able to possibly help someone in the situation. You never really know what kind of situation you're walking into. So like completely unknown to you, you could just maybe assume that someone's robbing someone for their purse or something, but they could have something on them or anything. And you never really know what could happen. So it's kind of the the chance or the risk that you're taking with either walking into something, thinking you're going to help someone or just putting your life and their life in even more danger. Yeah, I fully agree with that. Um, I think nowadays, because of how society has become and all the crime and everything that does happen, um, you have to assess each scenario by a case-by-case basis because um, even if you do have the training, like you said, if if you are, you know, you could have just been walking into a shop and you're, you're walking into the middle of a robbery, you're not going to put yourself at risk and put yourself in danger um, in that sort of scenario. But nowadays, even when people do have the training or the ability to overpower a lot of people still don't because of fear of, you know, losing you, not just their life, but thinking of the people that it's going to affect if they do intervene. Um, I wanted to say that, like, sometimes when you're in the moment and, like, something's happening to someone, let's say, um, some people like me would feel really scared to jump in and try and help because you would feel really anxious about it. So instead you would just, like, alert someone else to help. Yeah. Do you think that knowing that it was part of everybody's training would make people more likely or more willing to step up in those situations? Go on, Maury. Um, I, I don't believe that any amount of training could make someone risk their life. Mm. I believe training can help someone be encouraged to risk their life to help someone else but I don't believe because there are different types of people in a situation there are those who can be collective and calm and choose the right path even if it may ha- even if it may break some moral code and there's some who may panic and freeze in a moment of need Kelly? Um, do you think that some people go into it knowing that they're going to lose their life but they don't care because they do want to if risking their life means saving someone else, do you think that that's fair? So are you, are you saying that they value their life less than the moment that they have to save someone else? Yeah, do you think that's wrong? Um, I believe there are examples of people like that. And a perfect example would be like doctors. 
because um, many like even okay let's go back times with Ebola people there were doctors literally going to Africa to save other people even though they could get the virus the virus themselves so I do think that p- examples of people to um uh who are able to do that but that comes with many mental mental training to be able to like actually understand that that's your job and you're willing like this Like, There's this word duty yeah, when duty. you attach it to, yeah, it's, it's to medical. So I feel like it's very difficult because it's like sometimes things happen where it's like a matter of seconds could be detrimental to things. So mm. it's like sometimes things just take their natural course and people just aren't saved. And that happens in life. Like in wildlife, people mm. like animals die every day in the natural habitat. So it's like if you're not like um, saved in a way because you didn't, manage to you know be saved in time it's quite difficult because for example if you get stabbed you can only like you need to get help as fast as possible so it's a bit like if someone doesn't help it's difficult to try not to like I don't know it's very difficult that way I was going to say that from a medical perspective I think it's the most interesting because you could arguably say that when a doctor clocks in and when they clock out that's them done for the day they've done their job essentially in the hospital so then does their job technically continue outside of the workplace like, like when you hear it like on the airplanes yeah, is there a doctor on board or yeah. like you see someone collapse in the street or you're driving past and someone shouting we need a doctor technically their their job if you want to talk about like their job it's done they've left the hospital they've done what they need to do but then if someone needs to go home to their kids really fast but there's also someone who for example has just fallen on the floor and needs assistance yeah. is the moral obligation to that more than what's in their personal life. Because I think that's the most interesting because, like, with doctors, it's so, like, they take this thing called the Hippocratic Oath where they, like, they swear to help people always, but then they have such a professional environment of a hospital and that's their job. So where does it really, like, end? This is quite interesting because I know for a fact in Italy there's a law where doctors, even if they clocked out, they see someone, you know, that is ill or that needs help, medical help, they are obliged to go and help. Because if they, I don't know how, but any case, they, someone see them, they know that they're doctors and they're not helping, they can lose their job. Yes. I know that for a fact because a friend of mine is a doctor in Italy. And, but also I think that, you know, to be a doctor or a nurse, you should have the call. Let's say, let's call it, let's say Like a vocation? Yes. That's uh, similar to what I was going to say. Like, I'm, pr- I'm not going to speak for every single doctor or like professional <laughs> oh, out God. there who has, <laughs> who, who has a job, which means they have, they have an obligation to save people or help people. But I find it like it would be very unlikely for a doctor to walk past someone who's maybe having like a heart attack or something in the street and um, for, to just walk past because that's, I'm not, well, I mean, it is their job, but... It's hard to imagine they got yeah, into that job... But just because they... Without want, feeling yeah. like it's something they had to do all the time. Go on, Rachel. Yeah, because it's a bit like... It's a bit like if you look after animals and you see, like, an injured animal on the road, it's just, like, basic morale to, like, maybe try and help it. It's, like, very interesting because um, lots of doctors... just have that because they want to help as many people as possible and yeah um 
Now I have a big question. You see how when when it comes to an animal, when you see an animal suffering, there are two choices a man can make, a man or woman can make in that situation. Either take it to the nearest vet or put it down. Would that apply for human being too? Would you if you if you know that they're suffering really bad and there's a doctor proof where there's not a doctor for miles around, would you would you go through that? Would you let them torment until you make it to a doctor? Or would you put them down? Okay, this is like kind of moving from animals, but it's the same like idea with like humans and like um, euthanasia. And like, I think it's illegal in this country. Um, yeah, so if like it's illegal to euthanize someone, but I guess it's kind of a similar concept. Like if there's someone and you know they're suffering and you know they're in pain, would you like help them end their pain but I like I think it's it counts as murder that's why you're not allowed to do it I'm just mind blown by Maury's question because when I think about it if you if we put this in a scenario say you're like driving down a road like in the countryside and someone is on the side of the road and they're in a lot of pain and say like let's say they have a stab wound and they're bleeding but you know that the furthest hospital is not that far and this person is has a high chance of not making it as on top of that the person is asking for you to just help them and they maybe get to the point of saying just like just like just end it for me like in a really this is really like like horrid situation but they're telling you to like in a euthanasia type of way can you just like end it for me you would be taken to jail like in terms of the law that would be you that would be either like manslaughter well I think it would be manslaughter because you are trying to help someone someone's asked for it legally but it's interesting because then when you get to the court, they're presented with a question of, you killed this person, but they asked for it and they were in pain and there's this whole like relative situation. So I'm just thinking about it from a court's perspective, that would be such an interesting case. Like, <laughs> wow. Yes, that's the law students, but. <laughs> yeah, but it's like once they're dead, there's no evidence that they even said they wanted to be killed. That's the, that's the issue. Thing. There are so and many layers to it where it's like, what would the jury decide? My question is, would you even take the responsibility of taking someone's life? Even, even, though, even though, like, you know, they're asking for it and you know that they have no chance of making it to the hospital, would you take the responsibility to, you know, end it for them? I think that it's, like, difficult because there are ways you can, like... It's just very hard because it's like in morale, people are probably going to always say, no, I'm not going to because it's just the wrong thing. But I think I probably would because it's like, I don't know. I actually would because it's what they wanted and I'd probably find a way to get away with it without the police knowing. Like, <laughs> But wouldn't you have to live with that for the rest of your life knowing that you physically helped end someone's life even though they may have asked for it or asked for help i mean that's volun i mean that's active euthanasia but at the same time you know you have to live with that knowing that you've just ended someone's life do you not think that would affect you in some sort of way is it the same guilt is it the same guilt as killing someone on an accident in a different scenario but then someone asking for it i just wonder would you have the same amount of guilt if you did that um, okay, now coming back to euthanasia, there are two types of euthanasia. There's active euthanasia, when you actively end the person's life by their, by, via their consent, where they tell you, end my life. 
Then there's passive euthanasia where you let the, let the natural cause end their life. Now, now here comes the question. Now you do not. Now you, you, you hypothetically speaking, you saw someone stab wound. The hospital's too far away. They're losing blood really quickly. Um, bear in mind, uh, I think the average human person will adult will lose will bleed out within four minutes or something like that. I think. So, um, would you? To avoid crime, passively let them die. So let them naturally go through the process of death. Of, or would you speed up that process so they don't die? That's the moral question. That's a, I think, a moral paradox or something like that. Yeah, I was just going to say um, about the um, person on the side of the road um, scenario. The person, like, they're bleeding out, but do you, even if there's like the slightest chance that there's a possibility you could save them, they're basically on the brink of death. They're not really sure. Like there's a sort of regret that comes with it saying like, maybe if I didn't help them that one second, like, I could have gone and helped them or survived. They could have lived. But then it's that whole like, did they really think that they wanted to die or they wouldn't make it? Or like, could they have made it? And they just said that because... They were under so much stress and pressure. We're all saying that we would help and we would do this and we would do that. But in the moment, what would we really do? Well, um, to end this, this is a very dark subject. So let's just, let's just have, a, <laughs> have a moment of silence to jolly. Just to have a lot of joy. Just let the joy come out. Just think of the, <laughs> the happiest moment that happened to you. Just, just, just let the happiest moment come out. Just, just enjoy yourself for that one brief second before we dive back into this um, deep... I don't even know what this is. The and now it's time for Rachel's Reflections. Okay, so today we had a very interesting topic on something that's very controversial. Um, so I think it's very important because now now it's a time where it's like COVID is almost ending, hopefully. And it's like, it's a lot of like thought about death and it's a lot of difficulty because it's like you've got people at risk all the time and it's like, very difficult to live with that sometimes because you think that there's probably like every time you blink someone's dying it's like there's so many people to think there's like billions of people on this earth it's like incredible but at the same time a bit weird you know because it's like also fun fact there are seven people on this earth that look exactly like you because of the pool gene the realist The Realist is a project of Waterloo Community Theatre. We have been going live through lockdown and beyond. If you want to find out more about what we do, you can visit our website www.waterloocommunitytheatre.co.uk or you can follow us on Twitter at WCOMTheatre or Instagram at Waterloo Community Theatre. Today you have heard Rachel, Mori, Anna, Hamida, Mohammed, Rahel, Kali, Taiza, you didn't hear Selena <laughs> Betty you heard and Shay was here until next week that is the realists